Hey, before you start today's episode, I just wanted to jump on in and tell you about something so very exciting. I am holding my first ever summit. The Rise Above Summit is going to be on the 20th and the 21st of March and the tickets to it are free. All you have to do is register at theriseabovesummit.com. Now, I have pulled together the most phenomenal lineup for you. Honestly, it's like a who's who of the online world. So if you have an online business that you want to grow, so you're either a course creator, a membership owner, or a coach and do offer group programs, then this is definitely the summit for you. You are going to learn everything you need to know from the best experts out there in terms of growing that business. Let me just give you a little rundown of some of the speakers that we've got speaking. We've got the amazing Amy Porterfield, who's going to be sharing with us about growing her audience and basically creating a million dollar online business. We've got the phenomenal Michael Hyatt, who is a New York Times bestselling author, who's going to be talking to us about getting organized in our business. We've got Mike from the Membership Guys, who's going to be talking about using free content to sell your online membership. We've got Lucy Street from Adobe Express sharing the secret source of social media. We've got Graham Cochran, who's talking about a million dollar life giving business formula. And I do an amazing interview with him. We have Adrian Salisbury talking about three keys to maximizing your on-camera presence. We have Kirsten Miller, Mary Hyatt, Joanne Boyce. Uh, we have Fifi Mason, Robin Kennedy. We have Kylie Lang, Melanie Moore, Jen Lena, Natalie Bullen, Liz Mosley. Like the list goes on and on and on. We honestly have the most phenomenal people. We also have various different activities that you can take part in that go from meditation to tapping to doing marketing in 10 minutes. So we've got lots of fun things and there's also competitions to get amazing swag. So go and check out theriseabovesummit.com. It will be linked in the show notes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go and find it in my social media. Get your free ticket. And after you get your free ticket, you will be given the opportunity to upgrade to our VIP pass. And our VIP pass means that you can watch any of these sessions whenever you want. Because the one thing about putting on such an amazing summit with such a big and amazing lineup is that we can't fit them all in two days. And in order to fit them in, we're doing tracks. So you will get to pick between three different speakers of which one to watch live. And unless you've got the VIP passed, you won't be able to watch the speakers that you've missed. So do check that out as well. It's honestly going to be amazing. I am so very excited about it and I can't wait to see you there. You are listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast, episode 13. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast, uncovering the secrets of effortless social media marketing for your business. And here is your host, Teresa Heath-Waring. Well, hello there and a really warm welcome to episode 13 of the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast. And I'm your host, Teresa. As always, I am here and ready to share with you some great social media and marketing tips, tools and tricks. A few weeks ago, I asked my followers on Twitter to give me some suggestions about what they might want me to talk about on the podcast. Actually, coming up with content can be really, really difficult. 
I know that social media is a huge subject and maybe that's half the problem because there is so much I can talk about and so much that I can deep delve into that sometimes, like a lot of things in business, it gets completely overwhelming and you think to yourself, I don't even know where to start. So like I said, I went to some followers on Twitter and I asked them, what would you like me to talk about? And one of my followers, Sam Warner, came back to me and said that she would like me to look at Facebook groups versus Facebook pages. So for you, Sam, and my other listeners, that's what I'm doing this week. So let's dive in. After another recent algorithm change, and by algorithm I basically mean the set of rules that Facebook used to decide who sees your posts, it's becoming even more increasingly difficult in order to get people to see your posts from a Facebook page. So business owners, entrepreneurs, marketeers have been left wondering, is it worth doing a page at all? Or should I really look at moving our page over to a group? And if that's you, then don't worry, I've got you. Today, I'm going to walk you through what a Facebook page is, what a Facebook group is, the main differences, and then what the benefits are of both of those things so that at the end of this podcast, you can decide whether you think you need a Facebook group or a Facebook page or both. So let's start by quickly explaining what a Facebook page is. This is probably the thing you're most familiar with, as most businesses either have or are expected to have a Facebook page. This is a public facing, open page that anybody can view. If people want to engage with the page, they tend to like or follow it. It tends to be that the page owner just posts out content. So there's less of a discussion on a Facebook page as there might be in a Facebook group. That isn't to say that we don't have discussion on a Facebook page. It just means that the posts tend to be pushed out rather than an open discussion within the page. Also, if someone other than the page owner was to post a comment or a picture or whatever to the page, then it doesn't show up in the timeline like it would on a group. So another thing to note is that your Facebook page is ranked with Google search. So if someone was to put your business name into Google, then you might appear in the search from your Facebook page rather than just your website. So let's have a look at what a Facebook group is. Now, not all businesses have a Facebook group, and in fact, probably lots of them don't have one. But a group tends to be a more of a community discussion. It's where people who have a common interest or a theme in something come together to discuss it. It's much more open in communication. When someone posts to the group, it appears in the timeline so that everybody else can comment on it as well. Your groups can either be open, closed or secret. So often people put together groups to support maybe a product you might have bought or a course you might be in or something like that. And it really is to bring together a sense of community and support. So if I think about some of the groups that I'm in, they tend to be groups around courses that I've bought and you're in this group so that you can ask further questions. When you set up a group, you can either invite people straight away. Personally, I'm not a massive fan of this. And actually, I don't like it when I see on my own personal Facebook that I've just been put in a group. So if anything, I would tend to invite people to come and join the group. And obviously, if there's a purchase required, then you're not going to just want to invite anybody. It's going to be part of that purchase. And the difference really in terms of content is it's created by everybody. 
The group owner is obviously going to provide a level of content, but this content's gonna be different to what you would put on a page, for instance. But this content is gonna be different to what you would put on a page. Rather than just sort of pushing out information, the content you put on a group is gonna be a lot more around discussion and questions and trying to get the group involved with something. So groups have really grown in popularity recently. And this is a lot to do with these constant algorithm changes that Facebook are bringing in because it is getting so difficult for people to see your actual posts if you have a page. And whereas if you're in a group, you receive notifications much more. Personally, you can edit what notifications you get so you don't have to be notified every single time that someone posts in the group. But you do tend to get more notifications and definitely see more posts than you would if it was a Facebook page. So let's have a look at the pros and cons of having a Facebook page versus a Facebook group. We're gonna start with a page again. Reason number one that you'd have a Facebook page is that you can do Facebook advertising. As you know, if you've listened to my podcast before or seen any of my content, I am a big advocate for the Facebook advertising tool because it's excellent, it's great at targeting people and it's great at putting your business in front of people that may not have seen it. However, without the advertising, your Facebook page is not going to do a whole lot of stuff, but you can only advertise if you have a page. So for me, that would be reason alone to have a Facebook page. You can get more insights from a page than you can from a group. And when I talk about insights, I mean the analytics that go alongside that page, the details around who's clicked on what, what type of person they are, where they are, what time they did it, whether they're male or female, which posts are most popular, all that kind of information, which again, from a marketing and ongoing point of view is great, because you want to know things like that so you know how to maximize your page. The other good thing about a Facebook page is that you can bring in third-party apps to support your page and enhance it. So for instance, you could bring in something like a Twitter feed, or if you are with MailChimp, then you could have a sign up directly in the Facebook page rather than having to go over to MailChimp, which can be really helpful. And the other thing that a page has that a group doesn't is the call to action button which is right under your banner photo and this call to action button can be really useful in terms of driving traffic to your website or getting people to sign up or watch a video or whatever it is that you choose you want them to do but obviously the big downside of a facebook page is that hardly anybody sees your posts so as i said at the beginning if you're not advertising, then a page can seem very frustrating. You could spend a lot of time coming up with lots of lovely content that you're posting that no one sees. And that can be so disheartening and a big waste of time. Now, if I'm being completely honest about how I'm using my Facebook page at the moment, we have a couple of different pages. I have the THW page and I have a Teresa page. And we are using those pages not as often as we used to. We used to produce content daily where we'd put content out every single day. And now we don't put as much content out because of the fact that although I want people to go to the page and see that it's a real page and that we're active, I don't wanna spend hours producing content that no one's going to see. So having a Facebook page is a bit like a catch 22. You kind of need to have one. However, it's not gonna do a whole lot for you. Okay, 
Now let's look at the groups. So in a Facebook group, it's all about community. And when I was at Social Media Marketing World this year, that was the buzzword. Everybody was talking about community. If you can foster a sense of community around your product or brand or service, then your engagement is going to be so much better. People are going to want to buy from you and they're going to want to be part of that community. And I think that comes from a few different things that people want to be heard and interacted with. We don't just want to be shouted at with marketing messages. We want to know that you're listening as a business and you take on board what we say. And that's exactly what a community and a Facebook group is able to do for you. So you have a much better collaboration with your audience. You are right there with them. Now, I've probably said before, but I've been in marketing now for almost, oh, I think 14 years. And I remember doing my degree 14 years ago and having to put on focus groups and put surveys together and do telephone interviews. And it was a big, big task when you wanted to do some research. And now social media has just change that forever and it's amazing if you want to know something you go and ask you go and put it in your group and you say to them what do you think of this or what do you think of that I had a client recently that couldn't decide between two logos so she put it into her Facebook group and asked people what they preferred it's a great way of finding out what your community wants from you and what they think of the various things that you offer Another really good point about a group is that you can decide who can join that group or not. And this can be really helpful. Obviously, your page is open to the world. And one thing that is a modern day issue that we now have is we have internet trolls and people who like to say not nice things on the internet for no good reason. And if you have an open page, then obviously anybody can comment or get involved with that page. Whereas with a group, they can't. If you decide to have that group closed, you get to approve who comes into that group or not. And another good thing about having a group is when someone requests to join, you can actually get them to answer specific questions. So for instance, if I've bought a product, so I bought a course from Jasmine Starr and I'm part of her Facebook group because I bought this course and enable for me to get accepted into the group, I had to give them the email in which I used to register for the course so they could check that I should be in there. But like I said, you can manage the people in there much better. Also, if need be, you can remove people from the group and obviously they can't see the content or interact anymore. When you create a group, you're creating a community, a following or a tribe, if you like, and you're encouraging people to be part of that community, to be heard, to have a conversation with. And people like that. They like that idea of a group in which they are able to discuss things. Also, as I said before, with the algorithm changes, you are not likely to see posts that are put on a page. But if you're getting notifications from a group, you're likely to see that. One of the other lovely things about a group is it doesn't just have to be the page owner that is answering the questions or promoting the discussion. Everybody tends to come together to help each other. So for instance, I am in the Social Media Marketing Society group, which is part of Social Media Examiner. And I go in that page occasionally and ask questions about, has anybody done this and found this? Or have you used an app that does this? Or how do I create this? And the community come together 
together to answer those questions. So in terms of the management of the page, you don't have to necessarily be the one who answers all the questions. And again, in bigger groups and as they start to get bigger, you will find that other members jump in and help with answering those questions for you. So I really hope I've given you a little bit of an insight between the differences in a Facebook page and a Facebook group. I don't necessarily want you all leaving pages to open groups, because not all pages can be turned into a group. If you have a page for your business, you've got to think, why would they want, you've got to think, why would someone want to join a group? What benefits can I give them? What reason would they want to be in that group? And if it's just to promote your business, then the chances are that's not going to be a very engaging group. But if you have something that is supporting people, helping people, adding value, then a group might well be worth it. Also, as one last final point, but quite an important point, I wouldn't worry about numbers. I wouldn't think, okay, I want a group and I want 5,000 people in there. In fact, some of the groups that I'm in that are really big are really unwieldy. It's so hard to keep up with the content, to find a post, to communicate with people on a level because they're so, so big. And also the notifications are coming thick and fast. So I often will end up muting them or reducing the amount of notifications I see because I don't want to see them all the time. So for me, I would rather have a smaller group where everybody feels like they can be heard, everybody gets an answer and they feel like they can get some real value from it rather than just being bombarded with content. So I really hope that that's given you a good idea of the differences between a Facebook group and a Facebook page and made it a little bit clearer as to what the benefits and the downfalls are of each. Like I said, for me, the main thing is if you have a page, you can advertise. And if you're going to be using Facebook, then one of the main reasons I use Facebook is for the advertising platform. But if you're not going to be advertising, then a group might be perfect for you. Anyway, until next time, have a great week and I will see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast with Teresa Heath-Waring from TeresaHeathWaring.com. 